the project. Kuwait. Learn. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Psyched with Dr. D. And today, Dr. Dinka talks about everything and anything that has to do with psychology, marriage, children, letting go. And, you know, if you're in a rut, I think this is what came out of this episode. If you're in a rut, just, you know, it happens. That's true. And it was an opportunity to be myself. And I hope that people will relate to me and realize that just because I'm a psychologist, it doesn't mean that my shit is all together. Yeah, I like that. And you are going to learn something from this because there are a lot of beneficial discussions that go on about sleep, about hormone levels, what you can do to, you know, just live better and get through it. If you want ever feel like life is not treating you well, allow yourself to feel that. I've given you some tips on how to do that and how to get out of it. Yep. Hope you enjoy. Enjoy the episode, guys. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review on iTunes and you may be a lucky winner of a t-shirt. All this and more in today's episode. All right, we're recording. <laughs> we're just getting this one off right away. All right, so Dr. D, you're pissed at me? I Yes, actually. That's wrong. How why, are you why, mad at why me? Why is that wrong? Because. What did I do? I'm pissed at, because I feel lately you haven't been yourself. And I feel like you're bombarded by many things. And you look definitely burned out. And I feel like you're not here with me. Yeah. So even when we're recording these things, I feel like you're just like... <laughs> Thinking about this race that, thank God, is done. I got another one coming up in four weeks. See, this is what I'm. Uh, this is what is pissing me off. It's peak season for me. I know, but it's not fair for me. Just because you and your wife are like athletes, <laughs> and and then I have to suffer because every time I look at you, I have to see this like burned out person <laughs> who's like barely breathing. Look, that was because this weekend was atrocious. Look, I woke up at four forty a.m. on Friday morning with Uh, anxiety because I was competing that day uh, and uh, I didn't have to be at the venue till about 8 a.m. So I was at the venue at like 8.30 because the women went first. So I got there still anxious and it was like psychologically, mentally, it builds up sometimes more than the physical efforts that we put out. You know what I mean? Like in terms of an athlete, you know, you can be burnt out just from doing the event rather than the event itself. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, I understand. It's the anticipation that gets you anxious. The adrenaline's going like three days in advance for me. Like my heart rate was through the roof on the way to the venue. I got myself to calm down, thank God. So So that's good. I didn't trip over my own two feet. (laughs) But it sounds like you had fun when you got there. Yeah. Isn't it funny how we anticipate all this anxiety and then when we get to whatever it is that we were getting, it's it. Totally different from what we expected, right? Yeah, no, it's definite. And you know, I mean, you're you're. We were talking about the secret, so I'll dive right into that. <laughs> all right, the secret. But first, okay. first of all, I haven't expressed my feelings. Oh, sorry. So the idea <laughs> is that you have been tired. You've been working out a lot, and I feel like it's you know you haven't given this enough time. Haram alayk. Haram alayk. Haram alayk. <laughs> Seriously, it this has not been on your mind. This, you know, doing the podcast or the topics, or it hasn't been on your mind. No, it definitely has. It has not. Hundred percent. It's always on my mind. I got the video done last week. No, it was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. No, that was last <laughs> week. It was after Frank. Right after Frank, I got it done on uh, Sunday. 
And there was video. The video with with our background, with the logo in the background. The really cool video. The really cool video. The really cool video. <laughs> I mean, granted, I, I have been a little more... Are you denying that you have been? No, I'm not denying it. I, don't, I have been, but... So you were admitting it. No, now you're just backing me into a corner. <laughs> Sorry, I'll throw the ball back in your court. Well, what have you done in the last week? <laughs> <laughs> well, not, I'm burned out, but I haven't been like uh, you. So are you I feel like it? you're very, huh? Are you admitting it? I'm admitting that I've been burned out. Actually, today I have been feeling a funk. Like, I don't know what it is. I, since yesterday, I was pissed off. You know how like you feel like you're pissed off, but you don't know why? So I thought I was pissed off at the kids. I was like screaming at them. They deserved it though. <laughs> and then, Just to note to everybody, she is a psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And see, that's what bothers me. Is like a lot of times people think you're a psychologist and you're not supposed to lose your temper. So yesterday I felt like, who gives a shit I'm a psychologist or not? Ooh, we get Dr. D to swear. <laughs> I was like, really, I was pissed off. My son did something that I was like, repeatedly we've talked about, don't do, don't do. And I felt like I lost it. And then my daughter, the same way, she had said, you know, did something that she's not supposed to. But I felt like I overreacted at later on. But I was just like, have you ever been like just pissed off? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like I was just pissed what'd off at calm, the whole what'd world. What did you do to calm down? Nothing. I'm still Nothing. pissed off. You're still pissed off. You didn't like, count to 10 or breathe. You know what we like do with DJ? Like none of that stuff no, really no, no, worked you know, for me. You know what we do with DJ? And I've started practicing this. Like he'll get into those, you know how kids cry and they get into those frantic. Yeah, and tantrums. Into, yeah, not really a tantrum, but he'll just cry. And, and we do the, okay, buddy, let's try and calm ourselves down. Let's breathe in and out. Let's count to 10 and breathe. And surprisingly, by five, he's totally calm. And the whole slurping from, you know, all the tears stops. And then he's able to articulate himself. So now when I get pissed off, in my head, with him especially, like yesterday, we had a debate about who's going to brush his teeth between <laughs> me and him. And it's a fight. And my mother-in-law is watching and she's like, are you kidding me? You're having this <laughs> argument with your son. And I knew he was just tired. Yeah. So I did that. I practiced that. I just calmed myself down, breathed very deeply, and counted till 10. And I was able to be the rational one in a time of not being rational. You know what I mean? No, I was just pissed off because I felt like life is unfair. To be honest, maybe that's what it is. For the past two days... Well, wait, let me dig a little deeper here. I have been feeling... Did did someone... Did you see someone achieve something you haven't achieved? No, it's just a feeling. Like, I feel like, you know, you work very hard and every day I'm working. And I don't know why I was feeling yesterday. And today it's a funk, so it's not... But yesterday I just felt pissed off. I felt like... What the hell? There has to be some sort of a break coming up. Of course, you know, I teach people not to victimize yourself. And I'm, I wasn't, but yesterday. But then I was saying to myself, look, I should give myself a break. And if I feel like life is unfair, it's unfair. Are you feeling unfulfilled in an area I of feel your unfulfilled life? In, in a, I do feel look unfulfilled. At look at me practicing Dr. Katz over like, here. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready to talk about it on podcast. No, but, but what's unfulfilling though? I mean, come on. You've got successful practice. You're a great professor. You have probably taught like 600 students that all know you by name, right? <laughs> you probably- I'm feeling old. You're not old. I'm feeling old and I'm feeling like I have You're definitely not old. You were doing like freaking five minute planks the other day on Instagram. Come on. <laughs> like you don't think I pay- See, I pay attention to that stuff. <laughs> I cause, see. Because I'm always like, all right, well, what, what are they doing as a workout now? <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense. That makes a little bit. But you're doing stuff 
that you're not old. Old is like my mom. She's old. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you have you ever like? So I was like pissed off. I was then I was like pissed off at the kids, and then I was pissed off at the idea that you know. I'll tell you what pisses me off. It's the ideas is that here. I'm not sure. If Choose I, your words carefully. <laughs> no, I was. I was like, if it's it's just the idea that I feel being a single parent, constantly trying to be able to um, fulfill their needs. And sometimes I don't feel appreciated, although they will tell you that I am appreciated and that they do appreciate me. I just feel uh, sometimes resentment. So I could see like sometimes single parents feel resentment because you're doing the majority of the work and then their dad just gets them on the weekend and thinks that he's a great father. He is probably a good father and he is, he loves them. But I just feel like a lot of times it's unfair, the responsibility that a single parent should does have. And even as a psychologist, even though I can handle the responsibility, you get to a point in your life that you feel like, okay, why do I have to deal? So the situation was, is this, you know, they go on the weekend or every other weekend with their dad. So their dad takes them, but because the dad is the fun guy and the mom is a disciplinary because they're with me full time. He has obviously no rules. So he has no rules. So he took them and whenever he takes them, he expresses his love by food. He loves food. They love food. So he, they just eat junk all day. So my daughter ate junk all day. And whenever, by the time she came back to me, the son Friday night, and mind you, you know, their dad and I have a great relationship. We talk, we do this. And I said, I always say to him, please watch their diet. They should not have a lot of fast food. And he says, he doesn't know how to control them the same way I do. Like I'm very, they know who the strict parent is. Okay, fine. So they come back Friday night, Saturday morning. I get awoken at six in the morning. It's my Saturday. I want to sleep in. And she's crying in my bed. Why are you crying? My stomach is painful, mom. My stomach hurt. I don't know all of these. Like I immediately realized it was gas, yeah. gastritis, yeah. right? And then I'm like, okay, what did you eat? There was nothing she didn't eat. First of all, it was Halloween. So they had like candy. Oh, she had a ton then of the candy, next day, yeah. can, tons of candy. Then she had the, there was nothing that she mentioned that even looked remotely healthy. And I'm like, why did you, you know? And she's nine. And then I was thinking, it's unfair. So you had the whole weekend where you were enjoying. It is my weekend, Saturday. I want to go work out and then I want to spend some time with you guys. And now I can't because she's crying. Uh, she has extreme pains of gases. She can't go to the toilet. And then now I am stuck trying to resolve the situation. Our poor kid. I feel, I feel bad for her. I felt bad for her, but I was also feeling pissed off. because Rightfully now. so. So I said, you know, part of me wanted to say, why don't you call your dad and have him deal with it? Yeah. But of course, I don't want to say that because then she's going to say, oh, mom doesn't love me. So I had to do the things. And then I already had a lot of other things I need to do. So she missed piano, she missed skating, she missed many things. And I had ended up being until 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night at the hospital with her. Went, took her to the doctor so I can figure out what's wrong with her because she's vomiting, she's crying. Oh, she was vomiting Oh, she too. was vomiting, yes. What did they eat? They must have eaten something from I outside. I have no idea. And talking to dad is useless because he's going to say, well, I, you know, he has no concept that she's a child. Of course, she's going to say yes, yes, yes to many things. And so I felt life was unfair. And then on top of all of this is that I said, why don't you call your dad and tell him, you know, that this is not okay with you and that you're sick. Oh no, mom, I don't want to do that because he will just 
dramatize everything and he'll exaggerate everything. I don't want to upset him. Now that word <laughs> killed me. Okay, so it's okay to upset me. It's okay to ask me to take you to the doctor. It's okay for you to ask me to do all of these things. And then suddenly I am asking you. So when he called, so this was the ice that broke the camel's back or whatever they called it. What straw, is it called? Straw, the straw? The bro- straw that so broke I was the camel's like, back. She's It's 11 o'clock at night. We're coming back from the hospital. He calls her and she tells him she has the flu. Why would she tell him she has the flu? I said, you don't have the flu. So of course I'm like, you know, I'm driving. And then when she, I'm like, you don't have the flu. You have gases that came from his poor diet. (laughs) Oh no, mom. You know, I just didn't want to upset him. Can you imagine? Oh my God. And I was pissed. So why was I pissed? What happened with my head that made me pissed? Because I felt it was unfair. I'm bombarded with trying to do the crisis management, resolve this issue, mom. Whenever they have a problem, it's mom. Yep. And whenever they want to have fun, is dad. And I felt like it was unfair, totally unfair. So that was yesterday. I felt life is unfair. Why do I have to be able to put up with all of this? Why am I the one that has to discipline and set rules and make sure that things are and then you know they're very well behaved kids they're smart kids all of that and then that gets the credit makes sense so are you gonna be my therapist or what might make sense it makes, tell me something that makes that, me feel no, that, that, that makes sense that you'd feel upset but don't you and think- then today i'm pissed off and okay. i don't know oh, why today. Right. <laughs> today today i'm not pissed off no Do you yell at your students no 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 t- of course not i mean so some kids some students were like whatever <laughs> I was like, but today I would just like, you know how like you're drained? Yeah. So I think yesterday took a lot of power of my thinking of why this, why not, why this, why, you know, I stayed a whole day feeling sorry for myself. And then at least it only lasted but, one but week. That's, no, but that's one day. good to feel sorry for yourself. You, you know, can't I don't want to go all the time and you can't be yes. strong all the time. We all have moments of, you know, we break down mentally. And I mean, I had it two ago. I mean, I was ago. in tears. Yeah, but that's And you know, I don't cry easily. I don't know if you know. I don't cry at all. I was in tears of the feeling of victimizing, which I didn't want to feel it. And then I was like, you you know, same thing. I said to myself, who gives a shit if I'm victimizing or not? This is the way I feel. And if I want to feel sorry for myself, I'm going to do that. At least gave, gave myself a time frame. Now, I worry about people that do it all the time. But I gave myself one one yeah. day, 24 hours, it wasn't even 24 hours that I said to myself, I don't give a shit. I am pissed off. I feel it's unfair. Why is it that she can't tell her dad that I have gases because of the damn food you fed me, <laughs> right? But then have to tell him that I have somewhat of a, oh, she didn't say I have the flu. She said I have somewhat of a flu. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> All of this because she was monitoring his feelings and no one was monitoring my feeling. It's true. But I mean, look, in retrospect, you, okay, as the mom, and I'm playing psychologist <laughs> that's going to get his head chopped off in about 2.2 yeah, seconds. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> right. You're going to say the wrong thing and I'm going to throw this shoe I, I at know, you. I know, I know, right? <laughs> Good. You as the mom, okay, you accept the role, all right? Or as any parent. You know, like some parents accept different roles in the, re- oh, before you throw the glass <laughs> at me, you know, parents accept different roles. Like Haya has that same role where she is the authoritative person. Yeah, I am. DJ sees more authority with Haya than he does with me, yeah, even though true. I still have that authority with him. She no, I've p- always, even when we were together, 
He was the fun dad because he's he doesn't have any sense of rules. Maybe that explains why we're not together. <laughs> he is like, you know, no matter how old he is, he still is doesn't like responsibility. Yeah. He's childish in a way. And so the kids have fun with him. It's true. I has always been the one that discipline. Even he refers back to me, which is bad. Like he'll, you know, if they want to ever make a decision, he'll say, call your mom. And if we were, when we weren't together, the same thing. Uh, let your mom make that decision. So whenever there's big decisions or any decision, but let's have fun. It's, so they're always going to see me as the one that's disciplinary, that's tough, that sets strict rules. I am the authority. But when they have a problem, who are they going to go to? Me, of course. Yeah, they're going to go to you because you're but the responsible one. But why is that okay? One. I don't want to be but that. But it's the roles we chose. That was the role that you chose. I didn't choose to, it. But that that is the I role that you chose. I married someone that couldn't do it, so I had to compensate. Wait. Is that how Haya feels? Of course. No, I doubt it. No, no, I have rules. I do have rules. So if you DJ. have rules, but I, I, I don't, I felt like I was already given the rule. I don't think if I requested the rule, it's my personality. It's the way I present myself. I am stronger. And so therefore they see me as more of an authority. But now I feel like, why? Are you just overwhelmed with everything else? I am overwhelmed. I'm burned out. So there you go. But yeah, I felt, I mean, I've been, I know, I felt like this before also. But it's going to spill over. I remember one time. It's going to all spill over into different facets of your life, right? I mean, if you're overwhelmed at work, right? You're going to come home and you're obviously going to be in a piss poor mood, right? Yeah. I mean, let's be realistic. Yeah. If I have a shit day at work. Luckily, I have a three-hour drive <laughs> where by the time I get home, <laughs> I'm, tired. I'm, I'm, I'm tired and I'm calmed down by that. <laughs> you know, like I just calm myself down. I by have 15-minute drive, so I have to find something else. Maybe I should go for a ride. Definitely, I'm burned out. You know, I have noticed I was just doing a talk on burnout, so I noticed all the symptoms apply <laughs> to me. Like I have been fatigued. You know, I love my jobs, both of them. I love teaching. I love helping people at the clinic. But I've noticed that, not that I'm not liking it now, but I have noticed that I'm not as bubbly when I walk into the class. I feel like it's taken me longer to, like I I just want to go in, do what I need to do and leave. And I don't want to be that type of a professor. It's, it's burnout or fulfillment? Like, are you still feeling the fulfillment? Like I, I know this with when it came to ba coaching baseball. There was a point where it wasn't fun for me anymore. You know, and I, that's when I realized. I see, that's burnout. I read that. Is it if burnout or is it fulfillment? Well, I, and one of the sim symptoms is like you'll find it yourself that the jobs you used to love, that you no longer feel that you like it or you feel like you're dragging to go to but work what if or you're, you're tired. What if you're surrounded by shitty people Well, or you're surrounded by a bad environment or A, B, C, or D, for instance. But I'm not because actually at the university, I don't really have to have that many con. I don't even interfere with a lot of my colleagues. And it's more about just teaching. I don't do any administrative stuff because I don't like it. Because I'm a free bird. I want to go teach, do my classes the way I want to, and leave. I'm not the administrative. It's so funny because I'm the administrative at home. I'm the, you know, the authoritative Yeah, parent. so why would you want to do it at work, though? So I don't it do it at sense. work. No, that makes sense, though. And both of my jobs, I do my own thing. Like the clinic, it's my own hours if I want to minimize. But I'm very, I'm a type A personality. Speaking of clinics, this is going to cost you 25 dollars That's right? it? For the hour, it's wow, 25 Why, how much do you charge? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. I'll give you 30 KD. That's fine. That works. But you know that, <laughs> but it is burnout. But still, I still feel the feeling of unfairness. I mean, I ho I'm hoping that in a couple of more days, but... 
I can see why, like a lot of my patients, when they say life is unfair, I mean, life was never promised to be fair. I know that. But I do feel like it's unfair. You're bombarded by many activities. And then I monitor all of these things with the kids. And then later on, they just go to dad who's fun. It's not fair. And then whenever they're sick, he just dumps them on me. You know, call your mom, you're sick. Or if she's sick or he's sick, he says, stay home, don't but come you over. Don't, you don't appreciate that in a way where you are the one that's the caretaker, so to speak, and that you are that authoritative person. Like you are essentially the queen of the castle. You know, yeah. and you run the show. That's why they say it's a behind, lot of responsibility. It is, though. but that's why they say behind every great man, there's an even greater woman. It is so damn true. Like it is true. Women are more responsible than men. A hundred percent for guarantee. sure. I will say that, and I would love to see a guy argue that point with me because either like men in general, they either overdo it or they underdo it. I don't think there's anywhere in between. And even the ones who overdo it do it in such an irresponsible way. Yeah, it's true. There are men that are very responsible, but look, I feel like we women, I think it's the way we're raised. You know, we see our moms very responsible. True. I mean, even if they didn't work, like my mom didn't work a certain part of her life, but then the other part she did. I just felt like my mom was the responsible one. She kept the house together. She kept the kids together. She managed, even though when she did work, she did manage, still manage the house. The, all the decisions were made by her. So I feel like it automatically gives you an impression that we have to be the caretakers. But look, I mean, I have to work at, and I have to general, make decisions. Look at households in general, yeah. where if the mother is the weak link, yeah. look at how distressed or distorted the family is. And it's it, true. I mean, and I'm generalizing here. You know, I don't have statistics on this and I'm sure there probably are stats on it. But if you, the, the families that I've known where the mother was off in La La Land, the house was chaos. Kids were doing God knows what. So, I mean, I mean, moms, yeah, it's you, you true. got a tough job. And I mean, it's true that because even thinking about families that I know or patients that I see that, you know, whenever, like this one in particular, she is a weak link. I've been seeing her for a while and her husband makes all the decision. So she's like, you know, you see that the family's not, even though the kids are doing well, but it's like, you know, she can never make any decisions and the relationship is very poor between her and her husband. But sometimes, you know, I don't know. I hear people saying that it's better if the woman is more dependent than that marriage lasts longer. While if you're very independent and a very strong woman and you're making all the decision, you might be dismissing the role of the husband. And it could be. But I mean, to go back to your word, did I really choose to have that role or was that role put on me? I feel like I would have been nice if I was dependent. I mean, sometimes it's a relief, to be honest. It would have been nice that I wasn't the one making you all could the never, decisions. You could never depend on someone I, else. Yeah, you know I mean? And when you do, you want to strangle them three days later. That's true. But it would be nice to have someone <laughs> I love that, how you say that's true. It's true. Because I all my life I've made... So you're cool I've with made, me on Sunday but want to kill me by Tuesday? Yeah, that's right. It's true. It's true. No, I mean, sometimes like you feel like it would be nice to have that relief where you don't have to make all the decisions. It would have been nice to... I mean, you know... So it's like if you're a strong woman, you make all the decisions, you do all the, you know. That's where you have to find your you time. When I the, mean, of course you're going to find when, you time. But when the kids go with but your still husband. It's still unfair. Life but, but, is unfair. But hold, on, hold on a second. When you have a choice, Dr. D. When I your have a choice. Hold on. When your children go with know. your husband for the weekend, right? Uh, you could go to the airport. Like in Tezcala, Dubai, right? You that's could go, true. Grab a ticket. But I don't do it. But why not? I have no idea why. 
I have Sunday off for, I don't know why I have Sunday off coming up, right? You know, we all have Sunday off. Oh, we do? Yes. So it's this a, it's Sunday's a off? Yes. Oh, really? Now you're saying this. I should have done something. It's too late See, now. See, that's why I booked. And I'm, yeah, I'm we do here have this a Sunday weekend. off, yes. Like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I took Thursday off work. Okay, and so. I'm, you know, I'm leaving. We're leaving. Yeah, but you Wednesday have Haya. Hey, you have a partner. Like, I don't want to go to Dubai by myself. I went by myself. Our, I know, her it's last, not her fun. last powerlifting meet. I took DJ to Atlantis, just me and him, which was an amazing time that I had with my son. I know, but I feel like <laughs> if you don't have a partner or someone to travel with, it might not be fun. Oh my god! You know what I would do just to go for two days by myself it's and just have fun. quiet me, to have quiet me time. We all need our me time. But I could do a quiet me time here. Why do I need to go to Dubai for that? Because you could. It's I just, mean, like book myself somewhere. But Dr. D, it's change of scenery. It's, I mean, come on. All these things factor in the scenery, the environment, the people around you, the atmosphere. Like, I wonder how many people feel that way. It would be nice to get people to respond and say, like, you know, you have to go away why for your you me it? time. But wait, why don't you do it? Why don't you try it? Experiment on yourself. I don't know. I've never traveled by myself. I've never traveled by myself unless it's a conference I'm going. So then why are you not stepping out of your comfort zone? I Remember no we had idea. this talk like three weeks ago? Well, now it's too late. I'm not going to book the last minute. I'm sure the why tickets not? will why be not very be high. Why not be spontaneous? So you're too No, I have the kids this weekend. I can't, unless someone wants to babysit. And you're not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> but why can't Are you be- leaving DJ? Can we leave them all three nah, together? No, I, I wish. No, <laughs> DJ's been begging me for weeks to go back to Atlantis. Oh, that's so, is that where you guys going? Yeah, now I Atlantis know. Atlantis is wonderful. Now I know why it's so damn expensive this weekend. Yeah. Originally, we were going to stay two nights, but now it's only one, and we're using Haya's prize money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see? It pays to have a power with lifting wife. <laughs> that's true. That wins competition. I know. She brought home money. I can imagine. She, was she like, brought home she, money. She brought in money. Love it because she's like she yeah. deposited the check already. Yeah, she wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just give it to me, Alex. Did they give it to you right away? Yeah, they gave her cash. They gave her four hundred dollars in cash. They gave her cash. Yep, they gave her wow. cash right away. So she exchanged it, and she was like, "Yeah, this weekend's on me. We're gonna go to go to Atlantis." And I was like, "All right, that's cool. so sweet. Atlantis is nice. It is, but see, that's another. It's a kid time. It's not my time. It's not my time either. But see, I don't want I don't want kid time. I just told you life so is leave, unfair. Leave the kids with the dad. He can't take them. I don't know. Have you asked? Hello. He just caused her to have gastritis. All right. Hello. But here's, here's I'm not sure that is a good decision. Uh, th- okay, but here is your suffer- Did you not listen here's to Here's your psychologist <laughs> telling you to let loose, let go. All right. Let go of the re- not, let go of the responsibility. I'm letting go of the responsibility and the, see this is exactly what I'm talking about. You let go of the responsibility. They go somewhere else. They come back with more problems than when you left them. So now I've spent all weekend going to the doctor to try to make sure why she vomiting, buying the anti-vomiting medication, giving her a shot, and then trying to put her on a diet so she can get rid of all the gases that became infectious or whatever. So the idea is, is that how is that helping me? So I'm going to go away to come back so I can have more problems? No, thank you. Wouldn't, but when you go go away and you have two days of relaxing me time. No, and no, then no. say you come back. <sighs> say you come back. Hold on. I'm just saying hypothetically. Say you come back and this situation does occur again. You will still be more relaxed than you were the last time. I don't want the situation to reoccur. Why is it that parents, despite who they are, how, where they're living together or not, why can't they just be responsible? 
Why do I need to be the only parent that's responsible? And the other parent, because he's supposed to be the fun parent, is supposed to feed them all this junk. I wonder if he listens to this show. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. No, he couldn't listen to it. But, in- but I mean, it's not his fault. He's just having fun. I understand. And then when I say, please don't do that. I only have them once in a while. Why is it I can't just well, have can't fun with them? them? Plus, he whatever, loves yeah. to eat. That's another. And he's, he has a sweet tooth. So the idea is that, okay. And so for me, I feel like, all right, you're going to do that. But then when they get sick, who picks up? It's not fair. Life is not fair. I mean, this is just one part of why I feel like life is unfair. The other part of it is that life is unfair. I know that I'm supposed to say, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. So it doesn't matter if you're a psychologist or not. It doesn't matter what your education and your degree is. I'm sure there are people out there that, you know, feel the same way. And so what do we do when life is unfair? Obviously, I gave myself two days. Today's my deadline to feel (laughs) sorry for myself. And then after that, I have to move on. I don't understand that, though. You Well, why? Because when I realize something is unfair or someone's better than me or something is better than me or whatever it is, that's where it clicks in my head to, you know, this is... I kick myself in the ass and say, all right, let's go and get to that point. You know, it's just like, for instance, sports. Okay. Every time I've played sports, I've never really blamed it on genetics. Oh, this person's genetically gifted. That's why he's so good and I suck. No, this person probably worked harder. Yeah. And maybe he has... They trained better. Yeah, yeah, maybe he has something that gives him an advantage. More self-discipline, Something, and I got to get to that. I got to get there. Yeah. You know, so I don't blame, you know, the whole life's unfair. Even the guy that drives... A million dollar car versus my car. It's not like, oh, you know, that sucks. Life's unfair. Why does this asshole have this? And I don't. For me, it's like, all right, if I want this, I need to work for it. Well, I mean, I I think sometimes to do something to get to that situation. But that's personal. That's me. I mean, the thing is, is that life is unfair. But we have to realize that it's unfair because of the way we, you know, it's the way you're interpreting it. What you're saying is that. Yes, I could say life is unfair or I could use it as a motivational factor to get there if that's what I want. And it's true. I mean, but sometimes, you know, we all need to feel sorry for ourselves. We don't have to have an answer to everything. And I think it's healthy sometimes to just sit there. Now, it's unhealthy if you're going to continue bombarding yourself with all this like self-blame and bombarding yourself with the idea that a life will never be better like Going back to this, the secret of where I was talking to you oh about it and the universe. And, <laughs> and I mean, sometimes I've, I, even for my patients, like, you know, I say to them, it's okay. It's okay to feel bad. It's okay to, especially in situations they're really feeling unfair, like the situation of having two parents that are like divorced and one parent is really an asshole and not really supporting. So it is unfair. But on the other hand, I mean, what can I do right now? I mean, it makes no sense. First of all, it was my decision to put myself in this position. Second of all, I feel like I have no choice. I could actually say, no, you can't take them out anymore and and make it difficult. But I know the kids really need that daddy time. And I don't think it's fair for me to make that decision. So what I'm going to do is I have to put up with the consequences. I have to talk to him again and again and say, please. And maybe, you know, realizing that it's getting so bad for this girl because her intestines are not working properly. Maybe he'll listen. Other than that, you know, but I feel like life doesn't have to be fair, but I also feel like it should be, it could motivate us to make it fair for us. 
But it, it's okay to feel bad for yourself. Yeah. Like it's definitely healthy. Well, I definitely was helping. I was, definitely I was feeling like bad you, you have it's there's got to be a health aspect to it. I mean, you can't just be go, go, positive, positive all the time. We all have our crashes, our burns. There's got to be something good that's going to come out of your little rut for the last two days. You know I, what I, I mean? I hope so. No, and there I also, always is. And I also think that, you know, when you're burned out, so you don't have a lot more energy. And so you feel blah. And if you don't, then there are going to be a lot of negative feelings. So see, if you're energetic and if you are positive, so even when there are moments that there and you're sleeping, sleeping is another thing. Like if I haven't been sleeping very well and I haven't been sleeping enough. And so I feel like my body's exhausted. So when these situations happen, it's an easier way to be in that negative mode of like life is unfair and why do I need to put up with their responsibility? So I feel like when you have enough sleep and you have positive energy, so even when you have these negative vibes or negative days, you can push it away. But let me tell you, the last two days, I couldn't push them away constantly i felt sorry for myself and i felt like what the hell but that, you said it yourself I'm, you're burnt out i, I mean Dr. Out. D, okay let's go over we went over this a couple shows ago okay we'll go over <laughs> it again all right for me to argue with you but and say I love you need everything a vacation I do. how can you give it up because you do need those breaks from time to time when i i mean two weeks ago fine or, this weekend you're going away right i'm gone the Wednesday, following Wednesday, weekend I'm, gone. My phone's I'm dropping off. the kids here that's fine. it I'll watch Fine, the kids. I'll watch I'll the go. kids. I'll go somewhere. I mean, I can't guarantee that like, they'll be in one they'll piece. They'll be in one piece. <laughs> like you might walk in and they're doing burpees and chin ups. So. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. They need that. They hey, need, if, if, it's better than gastrotitis. <laughs> that's very true. That is very true. But you still don't want them to walk around the next day home so sore. I can't move my arms. <laughs> oh, that, please don't take us to that guy's house again. But I, I pulled something up on my phone. And uh, this is the value of my coach, honestly. Three weeks ago or four weeks ago, like I hit a rut in working out. Like the weights wouldn't go up, nothing. I just, it took me like double the time to finish workouts and I was just burnt out. It was just mm. burnout. That's right. I didn't know what was going on. I almost cried at the barbell. Like it was that bad. And it affected every single facet of my life during that time. So I had two choices. One, I just keep crying throughout it or I figure out what's going on. So I told my coach. And on Mondays, my rest days, he gave me a weekly check-in. All right. So listen to this. Did you reach your target goals for last week? So he wanted me to name off my goals so that I felt an achievement from it, which was great. You know, you can understand that from a psychological perspective. If not, what could you have done differently? So making me figure out the solutions and then scaling the worst part to the, you know, scaling the worst part of it, one through five. And then he asked me, how's your sleep? How's your nutrition? How much energy did you have during your sessions? And all of this accumulated for him to come up to me and say, dude, you need to sleep more. You need to fix your nutrition and you're going to feel better. And sure enough, I got more sleep, actually not more sleep, better sleep because I was going to sleep at nine o'clock and I'd wake up three times a night. Yeah. And I realized, oh, there's a pattern here. Something's going on. So I pushed my bedtime to about 1030, fell asleep at 1030. I didn't wake up till 530. Oh, yeah. That's so great. I, you know, my REM and I wear the Apple Watch. So it tells me, you know, my REM and whatever. It's, it's around 70% accurate, but found out, okay, well, you know, I'm hitting deeper REM. I'm an REM for three hours, like a deep sleep for three hours as opposed to two hours. So obviously I'm waking up more refreshed. Sure enough, 
after a week of monitoring and taking my heart rate variability every morning. It's a pain in the ass, but I do it. After that, now I'm back on track with everything. You know, granted, I had the weekend from hell. So I'm feeling that I know it when I train hard for four weeks and I come back, I'm going to have two weeks of shitty training and shit mood because of how hard I worked. And it's, it's gotten to the point where I'm trying to figure out the pieces to not let that happen. Does that make any sense? No, it makes sense. And I think you are. Um... And I just want to give credit to my coach because sometimes we could know all the answers, but we just don't think about it for ourselves. Right. And I think you're really saying something uh, very important, which is something I have been talking a lot about recently. And I even had a story in Instagram is the sleep. I think people really minimize the importance of sleep. And, you know, recently I've even been noticing myself. I know that if I have spent the whole week not really sleeping very well, by the end of the week, I feel blah. I feel uh, disconnected. I don't feel like I want to do anything. And in a way, I feel like I start to get these depressive mood, except I'm not meeting. Well, all think the... of it. What does Be- sleep do? I'm exhausted. You know, to, for me, sleep It's like driving your car. If you let it run all the time without shutting it off, your car is going to burn out. So our, our brain is the same way. It needs to shut down. And when we're sleeping, we are helping the brain trying to organize all the things we've done during the day. So it can organize it, put it in compartments. So the next day we can be fresh because we're bombarded by visualization and people talking to us and things that are in our head already that we have to think. And beside what Freud would say, the unconscious and conscious and the dreams that are affecting how we are interpreting our unconscious. So the idea is that we need it. So if you go the whole week where you're not sleeping, what your body needs. Now, again, everyone misunderstands the idea. Should you sleep eight hours? More and more research is saying you don't really need eight hours. Some bodies need eight hours. Somebody needs six hours. Now, my body needs five and a half to six hours sleep. It needs it. But for the last couple of weeks, I haven't been really giving it five and a half, six hours, or I've been giving it, but it's interrupted. So another point you had made is the interruption. So when you have a sleep that's interrupted or you're not sleeping very well, or your mind is constantly thinking, and so you're not really sleeping restful, that restful sleep is very, very important. You need to go into the you know, the rapid eye movement, you need to go into that deep sleep. So a lot of us are spending more time sleeping in the in the surface sleep and not in the deep sleep. And this is where you really get your most rest is when you are spe- spending more cycles in the deep sleep, not in the, you know, the um, the surface sleep. And I think for me, I haven't been sleeping very well. I have been going into the deep sleep. I haven't been able to really have a restful sleep where I'm waking up in the morning and thinking, wow, I really feel refreshed. I haven't felt refreshed for a while. And I think that's very important. You know, we talk a lot about sleep as a way in psychology because it really organizes a lot. Like bipolar individuals, they need to sleep. Once their sleep cycle is interrupted, that's it. They go into the manic very quickly. Their manic cycles very rapidly. You'll see someone very, very stable. And as soon as like, you know, they're not sleeping or Ramadan comes where the sleep is disrupted from day and night, you'll see them relapsing much faster. So that tells you that sleep is a big component of our life. And we're not spending enough time giving it credit. I I feel like the last thing that goes, especially even me, is sleep. 
So if I have to do a lot of things, I'll tell myself, well, it's okay. I can only sleep four hours today. It's all right. It's not all right. And we need to really know you have to be very, very consistent and strict with your sleep. And I don't think I, I have been. And so it changes my mood. It makes me feel more depressed. And it makes me feel moody. It makes me feel like I don't want to be bothered. I don't have the energy. So of course, when my daughter says to me, oh, well, mom, no, I didn't want to tell him. I didn't want to upset him. <laughs> you know, it yeah. triggered me. Why? Because I had no tolerance at that moment. No, and, and that makes sense. And I mean, a lot of people forget that sleep bounces out our hormones. It bounces out, you know, especially if people are looking for weight loss. Yeah, of course. If you That's don't have thing. good sleep, you're not going to lose weight because your insulin levels aren't, you know, aren't, and I'm not a sleep expert by any means, but your insulin levels are out of whack. So you are attracted to eat. You want to eat more. Your ghrelin is off, which is a hormone that is fed out through the brain into your body, which, you know, and that with leptin, it tells you if you're hungry or not. So you disrupt everything in your life and your hormones keep you in check because you're, if you, you're, what is it? Serotonin? Uh-huh. Is it serotonin? Serot- if your serotonin levels are off, yeah. what's going to happen? Yeah, that's right. You're going to be depressed, right? Right. So if it's and norepinephrine, serotonin, dopamine, like all of these are also cycled through your sleep. So that's another thing is people don't understand. It's like we have a lot of neurotransmitters that we really need for our mood stabilizing. Yeah. And so when you're not sleeping very well and it happens, I mean, it's not, we're not talking about not sleeping one day. So if it continuously and consistently, you're not sleeping, you're depriving your body of that and that you're depriving your body. And you know what happens? I mean, you would know more about nutrition than me, but I mean, all the research I read, so if you don't sleep very well, you're attracted to more carbs the next yeah, day. Yeah, you want to eat because you you're, you're, eat to you're, you're, you're fueling, you're ghrelin, right? Everything is out, all out of whack and your insulin levels are out of whack, so you're just hungry. That's right. And you don't know why because your sleep cycles are off. For me, is and then, you know, I have these chocolates in the office, so I was like, I feel like the days I don't sleep, I'm tired and I'm, giving my, I'm eating more Snickers and all these like little pieces just to keep my body fueled up. And then I'm pissed off because I feel like I just ruined my exercising or I just ruined Ooh, my a diet. Bad, that's a bad relationship. So it's a that's a bad relationship right so there. So it's a Dr. cycle, D. right? Yeah. No, And I'm is. sure that most, a lot of people feel this. So here I am, then you didn't sleep, you're tired, you just ate. And then you have a trainer that says, ah, oh, what the hell? Yeah. Why are you eating chocolate? And then you feel bad and it goes on and on. Somehow, somewhere, we got to interrupt this cycle. And for, so for me, I told myself, look, and I think more people should do that. I gave myself this green light. Okay, Juliet, feel sorry for yourself these two days. Yes, you haven't been sleeping very well. Yes, you, these kids are pissing you off and their dad even worse. But it's okay to feel that way. But don't, you know, I got to be conscious that it's not become a pattern. So that's what makes it different between me and someone else that becomes depressed. These individuals will continue the cycle of life is unfair and I feel sorry for myself and why is everyone treating me so bad and whatever, whatever, this negative thinking. And that's why. So I feel like there's a, a line between people like myself was like, okay, I need to feel sorry for myself. Let me do it for two days. And then tomorrow, let's get our act together because we can't be like this every day. And the other people who are like, pissed off at everyone around them, pissed off at the world, pissed off at themselves, but they are in a rot and they can't get out. But isn't it sometimes like our body's natural way sometimes of digging us out of that rot? I mean, for, for instance, for me, like you can do all these positive things to keep yourself happy, I guess. But 
until you get the hormone balance, until you get the balancing out in your life, doesn't it just like it kind of evens out and it fixes itself? Yes, it's true. It can. So when's your when's your limit? And we talked about this in the previous episodes of depression and how long it should last and everything. So what's your cutoff day going to be? Like, are you going to wait till Wednesday and then be like, all right, something's wrong here? Or for me, for example, I just gave two days. But like if tomorrow I still feel shitty and I still feel like I'm in a dump and I can't get out of this mood, I really have to be able to watch myself and see should I increase exercise? Like we all know exercising and exercise diet. Exercise is really good. It, it really yeah. helps you with your mood. So maybe I'm not doing enough you, of you it. You should try a CrossFit class. Oh, you should, you should, you should, I don't I'm have serious. time. You don't need time. It takes 20 minutes. Where? What, I, when? I told you. I, I honestly, BSK is awesome. They have a great atmosphere there. They have BSK. They have an, Did you say BSK? Yeah, BSK. They have a CrossFit. BSK CrossFit. It's amazing. At BSK? Yes, at BSK. It Whoa, is absolutely I didn't even amazing. Know that. The people there are awesome. The coaches there are, are phenomenal. Yeah, but they don't fit my schedule. Now I'm making excuses. Now you're making excuses. Yeah, yeah I got if it. If we want to schedule something or if we actually want to do something, we find the time for it, Dr. D. It's true. So, I mean, you, you asked yeah. me about the cutoff. I think people really need to realize for depression, for example, you need to have these particular symptoms. Do you ever try chasing? Five of them for you, two Do you weeks. ever try chasing the runner's high? No. Go for a run. I know. Sometimes but you know, you, I used to like running, and now I don't like running. Well, but it's true. Go go for a run. Like sometimes I run on the treadmill. Yeah, a run. And a that walk. really helps. Go outside. The weather's beautiful. No, I mean I work out, but I mean I'm going back to your question. I do work out, and I do that. But sometimes even when you work out and you but eat you right, you still of, don't do feel. Do you go out of that atmosphere though? Like sometimes for me personally, I work out at the borough. That's my gym, right? Yeah. But I go to BSK to change that atmosphere sometimes. Oh, yeah. So that I get out of the mindset of go, 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 competitive mode so much. I go over there. It's a different atmosphere. The people are different. The environment changes. You know what I mean? Like the environment. And actually, just maybe kinda, you're right. It just changes everything yeah. for me. And it brings me back down to reality so that I can go back into my office or my environment, which is the borough, and then crush my workouts for the rest of the week. Actually, you're right, because before this trainer, I had another trainer who was a woman, and I used to get into these moods that like, you know, let's just change the environment because I felt like, so we would meet up at, at uh, you know, these places where we walk or we would go to like to Boulevard where they have, yeah. a, right now, this is the season where you, you know, it's a very nice track to run or walk. So I, I felt like all of those changes really helped me. This time I haven't done it. The other thing is, is that, you know, not that we're getting winter yet, but you could see that like the daylight is becoming less. Yeah. The night is longer, which means that, you know, we are also hibernating. So I feel maybe, maybe, you know, the seasonal affective disorder where people like become that's more, no, more depressed yeah. in the winter. I mean, I've never really realized it with myself, but I'm sure that a lot more people are going to be depressed now, or at least... I mean, maybe they don't meet the criteria for depression, but that they would, you know, their mood is changing because now the weather is changing. It makes sense. No seasonal depression. Yeah. It's, it's a real thing. And we it's all a very it. real thing. And this is where you start, actually. It's like October See, until per March. Personally, this is where I'm outside all the time now. Like, yeah. I find myself... I mean, like, at least we're still getting sun. Yeah. When Can I, you imagine when, some when of these countries... When I get countries, stressed out at work right now, like, for me, I take 10 minutes. I go for a walk yeah. outside and I go back in and I feel great. And actually, they say you should do that. And I feel way more productive, too. Yeah. So, if you spend more time outside now, and you do because it's activating a lot of the serotonin and dopamine in your you mind. Get that, you get that shot of vitamin D. I mean, think of it. You're in an office all day. You're not getting what the sun gives you. If you really want to go deep into it, 
blue light blockers. You know, the light that we get from, oh, from yeah, lights yeah. in the office is completely different than the light that we're getting from the sun and the light that you're getting from your phone. Right, right. So that's why you see everyone wearing blue light blocker glasses, mainly to block that blue light, whereas you get a different type of light from the sun. And if you go back to our ancestors, what did they rely on? They yeah. relied on the sun and fire. You know, not the artificial light that we've created. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it does make you feel better. And I swear my right hand up to God, when I went to Atlantis last time with DJ and I spent all day in the sun, I thought I would be exhausted. I went to the gym that night and I think I had the best workout of my life. Really? I truly think that my vitamin D levels were extremely low. No, and I think, you know, I mean, half of the world is vitamin D deficient. So it's not just here. And so the idea is that we need that vitamin D and we also need the sun. And that's why people have these seasonal affective disorders because they're not spending more, the sad, they're not spending more time outside. Their time outside is less. So, and then when the uh, melatonin increases in the winter, right? What you're doing is that your hormones are becoming imbalanced. Your time clock gets, your circadian rhythm is gets off. So there's so many. That was the damn word I was looking for. Circadian rhythm. Yeah, totally yeah, so forgot about that word. So there's like eternal clock because like when the time is, I mean, can you imagine even in other, I mean, at least for us, the time doesn't change. In the other countries, this is why people become, because then you you move up the hour, uh, one hour, or you move back. In the winter, I think you go up, right? Front or back? You go back in the winter, I guess. Yeah, which makes it even more darker. So here it is at five o'clock, like 5.30, I wake up every day and it's like, you know, it's still dark. So your body's saying to you, sleep, sleep. This Keep is not sleeping, time. yeah. And so it, it really puts you in a funk. And so I could see why more people are depressed in the wintertime than in the summertime. And then they are in a funk like me. <laughs> you know, we're not even winter yet, but still. So I'm hoping I'll update you tomorrow. I will be. So what are, what are you going to book? What am I going to, I don't know. You should just book. I'm going away anyways. I'm going no, away in two by weeks. by yourself, by yourself. Two weeks by myself. You're going to a conference, aren't you? I'm going to a conference. No. <laughs> Take two days after the conference and have your I need a, time. I need a partner to go with me. No, you don't always need a partner. Like you really It's don't. nice to have someone like keep you company. So meet somebody. Oh, jeez. What is wrong with that? Meet someone there? Yeah. I don't know. I long distance, man. Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> Maybe it'd be easier, actually. Yeah, there you go. Who knows? I don't but know. You gotta... But maybe you're right. Like, I mean, you know. I mean, it's the same thing as if I was going to a conference and I'm traveling by myself, then I could say the same thing to myself. It would be nice, actually, to just go. It doesn't matter where. Where you just book yourself to a spa and you're there for the whole weekend. Exactly. You don't even You don't even go outside. That's it. So I think I'm going to... Turkey has a really nice spa, I... by the way. Really? Yeah. There's My mother-in-law went to this amazing spa she talked about in Turkey. Like, ev they do everything there. A to Z. It's like, it's phenomenal, apparently. Oh, okay. So I'm going to maybe try it. it. Yeah. But Turkey, you need four to five days. Nobody goes for you, two you know days. I, you know what I hear? Huh. Excuses. But don't you think you need four <laughs> days to go to Turkey? I hear excuses. You could go okay, in three fine, days. Fine, fine. It's a four-hour flight. You could go for two days. Yeah, why not? Oh, whatever. No, Turkey's nice to stay four or five days. Okay, so then go for four or five four, days. Four, fine. Okay, I'll have to look into it. Let's see. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I, I have a lot of duties, man. 
Hello, did you miss the point? I'm a single mom. Did you miss the point of you need to take some time for yourself? <laughs> yeah, okay, fine, fine, right. fine. We, we agree to disagree. Yes. So if you're feeling burnout, if you are, it's good that I, I kind of realize the symptoms, right? So I'm hoping that people realize that if they are burnout, they're going to realize that their mood is going to be down and to give themselves at least 24 hour to 48 hour to just feel sorry for themselves and to say that, you know, the world is unfair and I think it's okay. Uh, but I also want to recommend that people need to monitor that in themselves, that not to fall into the idea that, yeah, it's okay to do it and then do it every day. You should give yourself a permission to just feel bad for yourself. Why not? But then realize that feeling bad for myself is not going to get me anywhere. I need to get with the program. This is what it is. I mean, this is what I told myself last night while I was like pissy and angry. I said to myself, look, this is what it is. I can't change it. I just realized I can't change it. But the only thing I could change is the way I was thinking about it. And, you know, I decided like, okay, I can't do anything about it. I just have to live with it. And my situation is a lot better than a lot of other people that I know. So it's all right. There you go. Looking at the silver lining, yeah. the positive out of it. Yeah, I figured, you know. I mean, how many people you know that love? I mean, I do like 50 million thing and I love everything I do. That's why I cannot eliminate from my damn list. I mean, how many people do that? How many people have two kids that I pretty much can afford to take care of them? I mean, a lot of single parents they suffer. They can't do that. Yeah. They can't do yeah, that. I mean, I've been, I have been uh, privileged and I've been blessed to have the opportunity to be able to make the decision of being a single parent and being able to take care of them. There we go. We're looking at so the positives So I think, you know, it's starting to look, yeah, yeah, yeah hey, your go. therapy works. See, thank you everybody Ooh. for listening to Psyched with Dr. Mehdi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, I had to realize that there are some positive things that happen. And maybe things are happening for a reason. Maybe, like you said earlier, maybe you are in this funk that you are. Maybe you just needed to vent. I did. And I felt like, who should I call to vent? Because everyone thinks you're the psychologist. So you can't. I can't. You just vented. To, to be honest, it's you true. Vented I can't. You to all of our listeners on the podcast. I did. I hope you guys are like empathetic with me. <laughs> <laughs> with a little sniffle. You know, you know I'm, a, I'm not empathetic. You're not. I have a little empathy. Is, is just, there something wrong with me? My God, you're a sociopath? No, but it's like when I see someone crying, does... I'm like, dude, why are you crying? Just just get over it. That's terrible to say. Like, but would you say that to a woman or just a man? No, both. Oh, you would say it to yeah. both? Okay. Like, uh, for me, like... Why can't people... You know, crying is a natural feeling of sadness. I know, I we need to get all that toxicity. toxicity. No, no. Like DJ cries. And I'm like, all right, let it out, Baba. Get over it. You know, <laughs> you know, cry it out. Quickly. It's okay you to have cry. 10 minutes. I'm like, it's okay to cry. But then when I see someone else crying, I'm like, dude, why are you crying? You know, like, or if that's not if, nice, if, but I cry in, in victorious moments, like in happy moments, I cry. I ball like a baby. I have really? no idea. Why. I haven't cried for a long time, except yesterday. Was I it a real so, cry? Or was it was it a like really a, cry. Like I only, was it a, was it a, like a hyperventilative, like a no, real, never, real cry, I haven't done one but of like those. a real hard cry or was it a light cry? It was, it was, a, it was a hard cry because I felt sorry for myself. It was the fall, feeling sorry for yourself cry. I don't, I don't have that. You don't have that? No. Well, I usually don't have that, but I had it yesterday. <laughs> it's normal. I mean, I was like, what the hell? And then you go to the hospital and every little kid is like sneezing on you, coughing. What the hell is wrong with these kids? <laughs> Tell your kids. It's flu season. <laughs> I know, but they're like, I had this kid, I was standing, my daughter was just sitting because she's like in pain and 
I was like trying to get her medication. While I'm waiting, there's this little kid. <laughs> Can they not tell their kid? Cover Close your mouth. Your yeah. mouth? And I was thinking, for God's sake, but it's a kid. What are you going to say to them? There were so many kids. It says the flu season, but none of them covered their mouth. Did they not see Sesame Street, that commercial? <laughs> <laughs> what you should do to sneeze? What the hell? I was like, if I wasn't sick, I'm going to be sick just by being in this atmosphere. That's what Hay says to me all the time. She's like, I don't want to take him to the hospital because he's going to get even She's worse. She's right. She is right. She's so. very right. My daughter went in there for gases. She came out with the flu. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, normal. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, you yeah. know, today she was like, her nose was stuffed. I'm thinking, please, I'm not going back to that You're hospital again. Like, this is again. the last thing I need right now. <laughs> it is true. And you know, I noticed that because I'm very busy, I say that to myself. This is the last thing I need. And then I was thinking to myself, you know, life is going to give you these things. Who cares if you're busy or not? You're going to have to take yep. time off to do it. That's and I true. did. Life gives you lemons. Make lemonade. Yeah, nothing you can do about it. Oh, geez. There is nothing you that's can so do corny. about it. But it's true. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, so much crap goes on in our days. And there's two ways of looking at it. You can be a negative Sally and sit there and cry a river, you know, like saying, what am I going to do? Or... You can just do the positive thing and like deal with it, you know, and just just get over it, like get over the hump. Like you get a flat tire. Shit, that sucks. I'll change it. I'm on my way. Right. Your car breaks down. Shit. My car broke down. What am I going to do? Call a tow truck. Get it fixed. Everything in life. Majority of things in life is fixable. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's you true. know, I mean, unless like you're a millionaire and you lose all your money in the stock exchange, then you're just you're screwed. You're shit out of luck. <laughs> you know, but then you think about death, right? I know, but in general, like majority of the things that happen to us on a daily basis, we can fix. And then I think, but you need that mind frame. See, I mean, of course, I can fix. I can fix a lot of this stuff, but I always so you just need to call me. It's the frame of mind at that moment where you are feeling sorry for yourself and feeling sorry for your situation and feeling sorry that you don't really, you know, you supposed to keep it. And that's another thing is like, I'm constantly feeling like I have to keep things intact. I have to be the strong one. I have to make sure that the kids are not stressed or the people around me are not stressed or my patients are not stressed. Like I'm constantly feeling like I have to contain everything. And then, so you do contain everything. And then once in a while, you're going to get to this thing about, I don't want to contain, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And, and then you get into this like rampage of like, why do I need to do this? And then, you know, you vent it and you vent it and then you go to sleep and the next day you hope it's a better day. And mm -hmm. I think what helps me is that I sat down. I mean, I did that today because yesterday I, I wanted to feel sorry and I continued Today, I was already... Which there's nothing wrong with, by the way. Which was nothing wrong with it. And then today, I was like, you know, one of my students like, oh, but you're looking sad today. And I'm thinking, or you look like you're mad. That's what he said. I'm like, I'm not mad. But I was like, you when know, I was maybe... your student, I thought you were mad every day. Every see? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm but joking. it's not true. It was a joke. Total joke. Total I wish joke. if I knew that, I would, I would have given you an F in all those classes. You almost did. If that's what you thought. <laughs> but, you know, today, I was like, when, when, you, know, when you have a... a in a funky mood, you do look like you're mad, but I wasn't. And then I was, I was just like, leave me alone kind of feeling, which might be a... And then so today I thought to myself, okay, so the best thing that really helped me that I feel like a lot of people should do is you sit down and try to write down all the things that are going good in your life. I know when you're in that funk mood, funky mood, you might not really see a lot of, but I did. So I sat down and I'm like, well, you know, at least I have good kids. They're smart kids. I have a good situation, you know, all these good things I wrote. And then I realized in comparison to life is not fair. 
there were a lot of other things that were fair. So, and then I thought, well, why am I saying life is not fair? Life has been fair to me. So there you go. And then I came to see you and I thought, well, Mandy will solve all my problems. You messaged problem. me at noon and you're like, let's podcast tonight. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> really? I've had the weekend from hell. I know. I figured. Because I figured now you're done. You can concentrate on me. And then now you're telling me I have another one in four weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the season. Look, you're doing too much. You can't be doing two podcasts. Exercising, I do one podcast. working. You do one podcast. Well, I mean, yeah, but you do one on Sunday and you do one with me on Tuesday. Are we not team players here? We is are it not too. The, is whatever. it not the same podcast anymore? <laughs> are we segregating whatever. the podcast? We are segregating. Look, psychology and exercise go hand <laughs> in that's hand. That's true. That's All right. True. So you just got to. That's true. Very true. And we just said like psychology and exercise. Look, that's why I do CrossFit. I have a lot of responsibility on my plate. I deal with a lot of shit on a daily basis and I need a channel to vent and release that negative energy, in my opinion. And when I do a workout and I give it my all and I get to that near-death feeling that I always get to, I mean, that for me is like cathartic, so to speak. You know, like that's just, that's my catharsis right there. That's where I kind of let it all out and I get back to ground zero, if that makes any sense. But, and we all have it. Some people collect stamps and that's their, you know, that's Yeah, and I think that's another thing is that people need to understand what is it that will make them, you know, Happy. what works for them yeah. or what makes them like balance their life. You exactly. Know? Everyone should have a hobby, should have something that they can use to vent. Because a lot of times like you don't find people that you can really call or or people that are like available for you. And, and we all need some sort of a vent. And I think, you know, for you, it's CrossFit. For me, it is working out actually. And so I feel, or like listening to music, also listening to music helps me. So everyone needs to identify what is their thing. And then, so whenever they're in that mood like me, they should start, you know. I'm curious, what kind of music do you listen to? I actually, I listen to a lot of Arabic music. Really? I love sad music. They're all broken up. To sad music? I don't know, I love it. I listen to rock. It doesn't make me sad. Like some people think, oh, you know. Actually, a lot of Arabic music has a like lot of. Like what Arabic music? I'm like curious. they have some strong. Like who? I don't know. Sing an Arabic song. I don't even know how to <laughs> sing an Arabic song. But I feel like. Ar- Look, I listen to some English, but I feel Arabic music, they have strong words. They make you feel the pain. They make you feel like they're romantic. They're romantic songs. I feel like they mean a lot more in Arabic. I don't know why. And Iraqi music, they're like all Iraqi music's good music. Now, Iraqi music is very good. That, that's what I listen to, a lot of Iraqi uh, artists. But I feel like whenever they sing, it's just the word means a lot more to me. I don't know why. And I like it, even though it sounds sad, like most of them, the girlfriend broke up. What about English music? And now English music, of course I do. I love Adele. I was just going to say, you look like a Whitney Houston, Adele, Mariah Mariah Carey. Carey, Of course, I I was, that's my, (laughs) that's my generation, right? I love them, but I love Adele and I, I, a few other artists I like. But definitely Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston. No Guns N' Roses? No Guns N' Roses Metallica. at all. No. No, you don't like, you don't no. like any of the old grunge bands? At all. ACDC. I've never, never, I've never listened to any never? of them. No. 
I felt like they were hard rock and they gave me headaches. Really? Oh my God. Guns N' Roses wasn't that hard. No, I thought they were all very hard. Metallica's kind of hard. That's, that's You know, kinda... one time in my life, I used to listen to country music. and then I've Country felt... music's really good. Do you no, ever country... listen, do you ever I don't listen, listen to, to The to Devil Went Down to Georgia? Uh, yes, I that did. Is the... I listen to that every day. You do? That is my new lifting song. It is the queer song. <laughs> it is. But that is my new lifting song. I swear to you. The other day, I was listening to it, and I was lifting, and I was that's hitting weights I never hit in my life. So I was like, all right, this is my lifting song. I don't know why this song. <laughs> and it always, like, I get into my like my rhythm uh, when he starts playing the violin. <laughs> like, that's that's been my new song for some weird reason. So now, now when I call you, I'll have to have that in the background. You know what song, you know what song makes me cry? <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. Really? The most uplifting song. It makes you cry? It makes me cry. For some reason, when they sing the chorus of Where Did You Go, Joe DiMaggio, yeah. The Nation Has Lost Its Lonely Eye or something like that. Yeah. I just start bawling. I wonder why. I have no idea why. Oh, I got to analyze this. I, I, I have no clue. I think it has something to do with my brother. Yeah. Because where did you go, Joe the, DiMaggio? Yeah. He died. Like, that's the, even right now, I'm getting chills just saying that. Oh. For some reason, every time, I, I can't listen to the song anymore. And I love that song. Wow. I, I just, I just learned something new about you. Yeah. Oh, my God. That the and, nation uh, has lost... Yeah. I mean, it could be because it is about grief. It's about losing someone. It is. Like that part, that yeah. one part in the course. And it happens every single time. Wow. No matter where I am, like in public, I have to stop myself. Like I tear wow. up. It's weird. Maybe you haven't like really gone over 100%. Oh, no, I haven't. 100% I haven't. You no, haven't, no no, no. 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 no, no, I definitely haven't. I wonder if you and I will ever get there where we can no, I don't, get to I don't the point you... where we accept our brother's death. I don't think you do. I just think that's a part of I don't life. know if I want to. Yeah, I don't want to either. But you know what I noticed? I noticed that only with you I talk about his death. I've never told anyone. Really? Like I don't share. One time I shared that story in my class. That was like a long time ago. But I don't at all. Like I don't know. I don't know why I never say like if someone's talking to me, maybe because I'm worried about crying. Like if I had someone that's talking about grief, I don't say, um, you know, I understand your pain or, you know, the same thing happened to me or whatever. I don't maybe because I feel like I'll become very teary. But so you're the only person I share this with. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I actually really do appreciate that. Oh, thanks. Well, Are you thank, gonna cry? Thank you. <laughs> thank you for See, sharing we have that with me. Common. Again, yeah. you owe me thirty KD for this session. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought by saying this to you that you will let me go. <laughs> no. <laughs> Without pay. Well, the salaries are coming soon. So I'll, that is true. I'll transfer. See, I get I get my salary early and I hate it. Yeah, we do. We do too. You guys do too. 26, 27. I get it on like the 22nd. Oh my God. It you sucks. Guys. That's Very so early. early. I know. By the time 22nd November comes, I know. It, like be middle broke. of the month, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, anyways, well, I hope people have benefited from uh, I'm sure me venting. Have. Yeah, take something out of this episode. Like, take the positives out of it. Such as it's okay to be sad. It's okay yeah. to be upset. It's okay to have a shitty day. Yeah. It's okay to say life is unfair because it's not fair. Yeah. And it's okay to f feel like you're a victim. I mean, I did it and I, but it's like whenever I tell people like, oh, you're a psychologist and I'm supposed to do it. It's, it's bullshit. I'm a human being and it doesn't matter what your title is or what your degree is. We all have those moments where we do feel like life has 
treated me like shit. Yeah. So in in my words, okay, my personal words, pick your damn ass up, (laughs) (laughs) all right, and just get back on the horse, and you know, eventually, after you gave yourself a period of time, it's okay. Give them depending on your personality. If they want to pick up, for me, it's five minutes. I think sometimes you need more than that. Like sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not but going it de- that route. It d- depends. For me, I have so many people in life relying on me and that, you know, like I have, hey, I have DJ, I have my parents, I have whatever. I know. So I me too. I'm allowed five minutes. No. And then I got to pick myself up. And you, when I don't, hey, notice notices Nothing it. will she's happen. Like, she's like, Mehdi, what's wrong? She's like, you're not being yourself. And it's because I know. And then I know, all right, I got to pick myself up. I got to be the strong one here. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I don't know. I've become accustomed to it. No, and I think that's what it is. Is like for you, you're like saying, because I have a lot of people depending on me, I'm not allowed to feel sorry for myself. And I don't want people to do that. You know, I used to do that, the same thing. And then I feel like it catches up with you. But if you gave yourself permission, I know I have a lot of people depending on me myself, but then I cannot not feel this pain because I have a lot of people depending on me. I refuse to do that anymore. I used to. And I used to not allow myself to feel any of the anger or sadness or the idea of being burned out or whatever it is, negative feelings, because I'm worried. Or I wouldn't allow myself to cry after my brother died because my parents depended on me and I was a psychologist that had to keep the family together. And then it it was bullshit. I refuse to do that anymore. I am allowed to be able to experience all these negative feelings and I still pick up myself and I'll be fine. See, before I used to think that if I allow myself to live in those pain that I'll never get out of it. And it's not true. I realized that I can still experience this sense of sadness and I can experience this shitty life that I feel like it has taken something from me. But then I know that I go back and I have. And so I, you know, I don't feel like, I think people should not worry about you know, I've, I also get patients say, no, 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 I can't let go of this control because if I feel the pain, I'm afraid I might break down and have a nervous breakdown. That's most common words, right? It's not true. And that's what I tell them. It's not true. Give yourself two days. Give yourself three days. So what? And you'll be fine. And that's a wrap. And that's a wrap. So don't forget, guys, go over to iTunes, leave us a rating or review, and you might win a t-shirt. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.